0: Now it's time for the swing day edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternatives. All right, Southern California, welcome to yet another edition of the Astrology Hour. I'm doing Sabian symbols. I'm answering general questions. I'm inviting people down to the control room. I'm, I'm being nice, friendly, and loving. I'm sharing love and light. I'm going berserk. Today's topic is on the relationship crisis. If you're born in the 40s, 50s, 60s, or 70s, Welcome to Neptune in the upper six signs. That's right. People born prior to a certain period in the late 30s have Neptune better placed for relationships. You might be wondering why that is. I'll tell you why. The first six signs of the Zodiac, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, have to do with the self and the individual. And a lot of people that were born up to, are you ready? Up to and including 1939... And 1940, and then 1941, up to 1942. That's when it starts. 1942 in October, right around October the 4th. Neptune crossed over into the upper six signs, starting in Libra. And of course the upper six signs deal with relationships and the world. Now Neptune is a planet, the Lord of Pisces, that definitely can be very vague and very confusing and also can create delusion, illusion, expectations, idealism, and all kinds of strange vibrations. And all those people that we know and love that were born prior to 1942 have Neptune in Gemini, Cancer, Leo, and Virgo. Uh, there may be a few of the older folks alive today with Neptune in Aries or Taurus, but not too many. But still, most of the delusion and the idealism at that point, because the Neptunian factor prior 1942, lies with the self. And that's why Traditionally, people may be more screwed up, <laughs> born prior to 1942, but because of that Neptune, but they can still handle relationships longer. Because when Neptune crossed into Libra, that vagueness and that idealism and that expectation and that experimentation stretched out, reached out into other people. Now, Neptune and Libra is identified as the hippie generation. Doesn't necessarily mean you were a hippie, but still means that Libra being a sign of Balance and love and relationships and Neptune being a planet of the Piscean vibration, which can be extreme experimentation, finally created a generation. If you note the comparison, Neptune and Virgo, which was the strong ethical generation in the 30s, finally people born in 42, 43, 44, all the way through the 40s, right into the 50s because Neptune can stay in a sign for up to 16 years and Neptune finally entered Scorpio sometime in 1957. We have all those people born from 1942 to 1956 and 57 with Neptune and Libra. And what have they been doing? They've been experimenting with weird things, drugs and alcohol, right? And uh, what about LSD, cocaine, marijuana? All this stuff became so heavy. Pisces is music. So there was a, a music revolution from this generation. The Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, Neptune and Libra. There was a drastic change throughout history from that. What about sex, sexual revolution? All of a sudden, it was okay to have 50 or 60 partners uh, when you were a teenager in your young years from having Neptune and Libra. And what about commitment? Yeah, what is that? That's a good question. I don't know, you know. Neptune and Libra, the Piscean experimentation, the idealism, you hope for balance with the vibration of Libra, but when you have Neptune in that sign, hey, there's so much experimentation, the question is, karmically, Farley, what happened to this generation? Well, I'll tell you. Neptune and Libra, in my opinion, is well-placed for those that choose to be counselors, teachers, therapists, and help others with relationships. It stinks for us trying to deal with personal relationships ourselves. No wonder the divorce rate skyrockets. No wonder that that generation, especially among the intravenous drug users and the homosexual community, have a higher frequency of AIDS contact because of the promiscuity, the experimentation. Can anyone please us or make us happy? Many of us are prevented from having that dream relationship by Neptune in Libra, right? Because we're spoiled, because we've hung out with so many different lovers at this point that we have this perfect dream of somebody that doesn't exist. If you're a person with Neptune in Libra born from 1942 to 1958, then you will qualify as one of those rare individuals who's probably slept with maybe 20, 30, 50, 100 or more lovers, and you expect one person to please you. No wonder everyone has a fault. And no wonder, Pisces, you learn to reject them or set yourself up for rejection when you're not happy with your relationships. So what happens to these people? Why were they born? Farley, I'll tell you why they were born. They were born to help guide others in relationships. Obviously, we screwed up in past lives. We've already dealt with relationships. And Neptune and Libra is something that created a very bizarre vibration that prevents us from being as balanced as we'd like to be. If you know someone born from 1942, to approximately 1957. Neptune was in Scorpio in most of 57. It actually retrograded, for some of those lucky winners, (laughs) it retrograded in late June, July, August, up to late August. And then it stayed in Scorpio. And then here's more problems, right? See, Neptune stays in the upper half, because all the upper half signs, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces, have to do with relationships. Scorpio, sex, right? So after we finished with the hippie generation, we got all these sexual misfits born. 1957, 58, 59, 60, 61, 62. You know, to compound the problem, Uranus and Pluto were in Virgo, which are ethical signs and prudent signs and strange vibration with the conjunction of Uranus and Pluto. With Neptune and Scorpio, sexual ideals and perfection, more sexual experimentation, right? And uh obviously... We're talking about most of the people from, I'd say, almost uh, 20 years old, uh, from 18, 19, 20, all the way up to uh, 45, 50. So, you know, we're talking about a lot of people right now that are in the Middle Ages and much younger. And Neptune stayed in Scorpio all the way up until 1970. So those kiddies that are like 18 years old have Neptune and Sag, where the problem becomes dealing more with personal freedom and freedom from others, these people are very independent. So more relationship problems because they need space. They expect perfect space. They want to love you, but they also want to bail out because they need space. So having Neptune in the upper six signs, Libra and Scorpio, and then now coming Sag and now Capricorn for the babies being born, and in the 90s Aquarius and in the year 2000 and beyond, finally Pisces, we are dealing with a heavy generation, a massive generation karmically that is incarnated to deal with personal relationships. That is why the divorce rate is so high. That is why there are so many people that are unhappy. That is why there are so many people that want to be married. Neptune and Libra, they want perfect balance, commitment. Good luck. Neptune and Scorpio, they want the ideal sex life with Uranus and Pluto and Virgo, right? I'm in the mood today. Tomorrow, I'm going to be a nun or a priest, right? And meanwhile, your lover's looking at you like, wow, why are you so wild and crazy on Saturday? But come Sunday, you won't let me touch you. Well, I'm Virgo Sunday. I'm Scorpio Saturday, you know? This is a very, very heavy aspect that occurred during this recent generation along the outlines with the age of Aquarius, modern technology, and the Industrial Revolution. So with Neptune affecting so many of us in our 30s and 40s, and with Neptune and Scorpio also affecting us in our 20s and such and late teens, obviously we have a lot of people whose values are just fogged by this Neptunian factor, this Piscean factor. And that's why so many people make mistakes. Isn't it sickening? How many people out there say they want to get to know you, right? Good luck. Good luck trying to get to know someone, anyone, with Neptune and Libra or Scorpio. How the hell are you supposed to get to know someone with Neptune and Libra or Scorpio? They don't even know what their values are in relationships or sex. They're ready to bail out on you or cop out on you or figure out a reason why you're not good for them or vice versa, right? Any minute, any second. Do you think I enjoy having Neptune and Libra square Venus in Cancer? Are you one of the lucky winners of having a Neptune square or Neptune opposition in your chart with Neptune and Libra or Scorpio? That compounds the problem concerning balance. Libra and Scorpio are critical signs for relationships, love, and sex because that's what Libra and Scorpio are. Libra is relationships and marriage and love, and Scorpio is intimate relationships and sex and bonding and connectedness. And here we are with Neptune and Libra and Neptune and Scorpio. No wonder. People are so weird, aren't they? They go through all these years of promiscuity. Then they decide to be celibate for a year, and I think that'll correct it. I was talking to some friends before the show. We were talking about AIDS. You know what? I think hundreds of millions of people have contracted AIDS, but they haven't gotten it. You know why? You know why they haven't gotten it? Because they have had sound immunity systems. This is Farley's opinion and my intuitive self speaking. But I know, and I'm not putting anyone down, that certain lifestyles that are led in, uh, this country and in this world are lifestyles where the culture naturally breaks down the immunity system. Okay, think about this. People smoke cigarettes. And people smoke pot. And people also drink a lot. And a lot of these people use poppers. You know what poppers are? Amyl nitrate and butyl nitrate. And when you have sex and you reach orgasm, you break this uh, popper, which Happen to be something that is used to revive heart attack victims. I happen to know lots of my gay friends, men, who have died of AIDS that use thousands of poppers. Completely wrecked their pancreas and spleen using poppers. A lot of them with Neptune and Libra and Scorpio with this Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland type vibration with love and sex. They want to have that massive orgasm. They're smoking a joint. They're snorting a coke. Do you know the gay lifestyle is so berserk, you wonder how the body can hold up. No wonder so many of our gay friends get AIDS. And what about intravenous drug users? Their immunity systems are shot. I think millions of heterosexuals have contracted AIDS, but their immunity system has killed it off in the first couple of days because they're sober, because they don't shoot drugs, and because they don't have violent blood exchange sex all the time, which a lot of people do. And I think you can actually protect yourself by having a strong immunity system. And I'm bringing this up because of the generation... That is Neptune in Libra, Neptune in Scorpio, Neptune in Sag, which makes up 98% of my listening audience. What you all have is AIDS paranoia. If you're somebody that doesn't smoke pot, hey, marijuana is the number one leading cause to rack your immunity system. To talk to any doctor. Ever smoke a joint and feel tired and like you want to crash right afterwards? You want to fall asleep? There's a reason for that. It's because your vital organs are screaming. They're screaming. They're sitting there going, what are you doing? And then the AIDS virus comes marching in after violent sex or an intravenous drug exchange. You wonder where this virus comes from. I'll tell you, where the body creates it. When there's no immunity system, it just births itself. Automatic. No wonder all these thousands of people in Africa have died of AIDS. They have no immunity systems. They're starving. And all these Americans are going, wow, wow, we're all scared. We're talking about the New Age community is frightened of AIDS. I would like to know how many people have contracted AIDS that have never had a blood exchange or an intravenous blood transfusion that have never had violent sex, and that have never actually smoked pot, smoked cigarettes, drunk wine, drunk booze. What are the odds there? Why doesn't Coop come up with that figure? Is it one in a billion? You find out all these people that are dying, and so many of them have Neptune in Libra and Neptune in Scorpio, and they're experimenting with these wild relationship fantasies and these wild sexual fantasies. How many out there of you are guilty of swinging? Orgies, twosomes, threesomes. What about all these abortions people do to their body? What do you think that does to your immunities? Your immune system says, "All right, the fifth abortion, let's go for this," right? You can't do this. You know, you have to protect your body, and you have to understand also that if you do have Neptune in Libra or if you do have Neptune in Scorpio, that you're a teacher. You're somebody that came to this planet to learn about the horror of relationships and then help others. And if you're meant to have balance, it's because you've evolved to that state. You've overcome your obsession to have idealistic and perfection. We're human. We're going to have faults. We're going to have problems. We're going to make mistakes. And if you've been with a lot of lovers and if you've been married a lot of times, if you had a few babies here and there, and if you've had venereal disease, congratulations. Welcome to Neptune in Libra and Neptune in Scorpio. Neptune in Virgo, people weren't like that as much. There's a few wild ones out there, but they weren't wild like that. And we're talking about a lot of us that have come back to deal with relationship karma have already paid off the rest. We've paid off the warrior karma, the murder karma, the thief karma, the political karma, the national karma, and now we're down to one-on-one stuff. And that's why we have to deal with all these people, all these people, all these lovers, all these mates. And that's why I keep telling you the most important person is the self. And if you work on your self-esteem and if you work on your self-love and if you love your temple, your body, and you protect it and nurture it and you protect your immunity system, I think you'll naturally guard yourself from AIDS and any disease. That's what I believe. I know lots of promiscuous heterosexual men that are holistic, and they have never gotten AIDS, and they should have 20 years ago. I know a celebrity friend of mine, I'm not going to mention his name, but with a 1,000 women. Of course, people say, Harley, how can you hang out with a guy like Hey, that's his problem, you know. I'm not going to hang out with 1,000 no women. But the thing is, is that he doesn't have AIDS. He's healthy as a kitten because he takes care of himself. He doesn't shoot drugs or do poppers. You know how many poppers are sold in this country every year? Would you believe about a 100 million a hundred million pot. You know, some gay guys that I have spoken to in console have used thousands of them. <laughs> thousands of them. You know what butyl nitrate does to the body? Give me a break. Why don't these people stop this stuff? They're killing themselves off left and right. That's Neptune and Scorpio, too. Obviously, I'm fired up today, even though I was up all night. <laughs> Again, you know. But I'm sitting here with my Celestite. I don't care. But uh, actually, this is the Astrology Hour, and I am Farley, and I'm mighty glad that you took the time to listen to this Critical show today, talking about relationship crisis and relationship karma for people born in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and part of the 70s. A lot of the reason why people do have problems in relationships is they don't respect themselves and they don't respect other people's differences. Uh, We have a problem seeing things from each other's perspective. And that's the whole key. If you want to be happy with anybody, learn to start seeing it from their body. Put yourself in their body and start seeing things from their perspective. That'll help you get along right off the bat. Now, a lot of you have been wasting your time listening to this show because you don't have your chart. How are you supposed to understand these astrology topics and even look at your Neptune to see where it is, what sign it's in, what house it's in, whether it has these squares and oppositions on it, unless you have your chart? I read something funny in the paper yesterday. Did you read the Herald yesterday? There was this guy who used to work for NASA who wrote a book called Rapture. And he predicted that the rapture was going to happen 48 hours after the Jewish New Year this year. And all these fundamentalists went and sold their houses and gave everything away and got ready to be taken up. Let me tell you about the rapture just as a segue in this issue. The rapture will happen one day, probably after the year 2000. It's not going to happen because you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's going to happen because you accept the Christ within as your center, number one. Number two. You will finally reach a level of evolution that is so high that human flight will be possible and death will be overcome, which means in mass, if we wish to evaporate our temple, our physical bodies, and just evolve spiritually, that will be the rapture effect. These people that read the Bible are reading a comic book or a science fiction movie. They expect Jesus Christ to come out of the sky with a magic wand and wave it, and then everybody disappears. Come on, this isn't Star Trek. This is, this is life, you know. But anyway, (laughs) a lot of people wonder about the rapture, so I thought I'd explain it to you. People are going, where are you getting this from, Farley? Level six, okay. Anyway, this thing with relationships, it starts at home. If you want to have fun in your life, then the most important relationship is the one you have with yourself. And if you're your own best friend, and if you learn how to love yourself like you want to be loved, let's say, okay, somebody's in love with Farley. What does that mean? I have to look into that. And try to empathize with that vibration. Now, for many, many years, up until I was about thirty-five, and people say I'm in love with you, Farley. I said, "What are you sick?" You know. But anyway, I'd have to look into the mirror and see what they wanted, what they had, what they desired, what was there. And after a while, I said to myself, "Yeah, all right, I can dig it. I know it. Yeah, I can feel that. Okay, you're in love with me, huh? That's pretty. It's pretty intense, huh, buddy? You know. But anyway, it's like that. See, the relationship starts at home." And when you're in love with yourself as far as self-respect and self-esteem, and let me tell you something, a high level of self-esteem, the symbol of it, is sobriety. I think people that use drugs and alcohol, no offense, it's a symptom of low self-esteem, believe it or not. Well, I only need a drink every once in a while, Farley. I drink my wine at dinner and I have a beer during the game. It's low self-esteem. People that can get through life without any toxics, you know, the reason why they call it intoxicated everybody is because it's poison. <laughs> you notice the word toxic is in intoxicated because what you're doing is you're giving yourself a slow poison. And I, I, I really don't have a problem, but anyway. But the thing is, is that, uh, it starts at home and I think I know I'm going to be happy forever in this life cycle because I do love myself. Now if I happen to have a partner that also loves themselves, ah, I'm in bliss. I'm in bliss. You know what the best relationships are? The best relationships are relationships where both partners have high self-esteem, where both partners are the center of the universe and they know it. Both partners are in touch with their God self. There's not a fragment of insecurity or negativity, maybe a little. You know, once in a while they might drink some coffee or a little sugar. The thing is is that they work on their relationship with themselves, and they love each other because they love the way they love themselves. This stuff where you say you are in love with another person is... You're giving someone power. It's like taking your heart, giving yourself a little heart transplant, pulling it out, handing it to somebody, right? Saying, here, Pixie, hang on to this. Now you have my heart. So you can, you know, one day you can take that puppy and just go, Farley, out your history. I don't know about that. You know, I don't know about this I'm in love with you stuff. It's the self is the relationship. The outer universe is reflection of self. So it's always you. It's always the I am. And it's never anything else. And whenever you take it and place it outside of yourself, if you're the wonderful person and you're happy with them, that's your reflection. If they leave, your reflection has changed. Accept it. Go on. It's like when people leave out of your life, you can't accept the fact that you're evolving and they might not be part of the evolution. Maybe there was something wrong with them and that's why they're gone, right? But anyway, the thing is is that you just have to accept the fact that life does appear to have certain limitations and certain beginnings and certain endings, And as you go through life, what you have to do is embrace what you have. You're an artist. Your higher self is busy working, trying to bridge the gap to get through to your conscious mind. Your conscious mind and your body are absorbing all this negativity and bull, you know, trying to channel what's right and what's wrong. And all you got to do is focus on the center and stay focused and stop reaching out so much. And when things come into your life that you love, hey, I've been laughing so much lately. I must be doing good because all these people around me are a bunch of clowns. I'm not kidding. I got professional comedians in my life now. I'm saying, well, do I have to pay for this? Am I safe in this room? Will I have a heart attack from all this laughing is the question. When you find that your life is filled with light and love, you're doing it. You are creating a positive reflection in your life. People say, you know why I have so many people come down in the control room? I look at my reflection in this audience that I have in this show. My, I'm, hey, you come far, Pilgrim. I don't have a bunch of weird penny loafers coming in here. You know, I got some evolved, we're talking angelic level beings. When I say, "Come on down to K Fox and meet Farley, I'm not spinning my wheels here. There's something going on. It's better than winning Miss America, right? Or Mr. America. Anyway. <laughs> but anyway, this topic is one of my favorites, and if you like this show, you should get involved and support it. And believe it or not, the philosophy I teach on the air it works. I'm not fighting it anymore. It's fun. It's great. Feel good about yourself. Rejoice in your life. Life was not meant to be painful. Life was meant to be the expression of God in a high bliss-like state. Why do people destroy themselves? I don't know. Listen to the Astrology Hour. You'll feel better. Would you believe I've had the hardest day of the month today? Had a migraine headache, been up all night, went to, of all places, Sodom and Gomorrah for Bruce's birthday, Las Vegas, right? Had to fight off all these hookers. I'm just kidding. Anyway, some hooker can say, hey, baby, you want some company? I said, not hardly, you know. I need to see a major blood test, then I need to get to know you. But anyway. At the same time, I'm here. I made it back in time, and I'm happy, and I'm real proud of this topic today. That's another edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. Hope you liked it. See you real soon, weekdays on the Fox at 12 noon. Bye-bye.